here with David Chen. Yep. Yep. Here am I. It's it's February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Yep. We've we, we've been on a roll, I'd say. Yeah, three. I think three, three, three episodes within a week. This is um. Definitely, I just realized I was looking back on our anchor and we only published six episodes in the year of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I also noticed that. That's crazy. That's crazy. I also and, noticed and, that. And then, and then I swiped all the way down to our origin. And it's yeah. literally like one episode every three days. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was our plan. Like that was our, oh yeah, we're going to have it at least, uh, at least like, what is it? Like twice a week, three times uh, um, every three days. And then we said like, okay, at least a month we'll record once. Um, but I think we have gone, I think the longest we haven't gone without like actually talking was that weird month, that, that weird summer where I think I was in the Imperial Valley and you were in Berkeley um yeah just moved as well Um, yeah yeah it was it was like four months i looked and looked at her like i did this last night because i was just interested to see how it all looks sprawled out yeah yeah it's really cool how we've stuck to the same and i loved reading your descriptions because they're just like slight variations yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I stopped. I stopped adding our names to it because I wanted to minimize as much of our identifiers. Yeah, and to the works, point. It works. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just a random one sentence, <laughs> one one liner bangers. Yeah, no, because yeah. I remember it started with like, um, well, <laughs> for a while you just like actually tried summing up. Yeah, yeah, how we yeah, felt yeah. in like a sentence, and then and then I went to just like this is how David and Cal felt on. Um, this day and then you but occasionally be like what up bro this is how david and cal felt on this day bro <laughs> and i think i think at this point it's degraded to like a point where it's like damn man some deep shit right here <laughs> and then i know yeah it's just like damn hell we go into it. it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's great it's it's a little fucking book man no absolutely so cool absolutely yeah this would definitely go down as, I think, one of the the best decisions and best projects that I've ever ever will be a part of. Because this is, yeah, this is this is meaningful, man, for sure. That's what it's all about. That's <clears throat> what it's all about. Meaning. Um, yeah. 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 Oh. So, how was your little your little thing? You told me you were gonna go and achieve some things in between our phone call and this moment. Oh yeah, that never happened i i just did not materialize no i went on instagram for a bit but then i think i got out of it pretty easily i've definitely curated my instagram feed to be a lot more artistic and honestly a lot more thought-provoking instead of just like you know fucking softcore porn and and other people's (laughs) updates basketball highlights and basketball highlights yeah oh wait that's for you too yeah the moment it finds out you're a man you get like mma basketball and then it just shoves that down your throat forever yeah, I think Instagram sees me as a twink now or something because um good for you. Yeah. That's 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 what I've been trying to do. I I try to like make the algorithm go the way I want it to. Yeah. And it, it catches yeah. on a little bit, but then it just like it returns. Yeah. To man for some reason. Mm, it's rough. I know, yeah. Cuz like I have to be conscious like like if I see a like an Andrew Tate or like a basketball highlight thing, I have to consciously swipe really quickly off of it to not exactly. get any data of like, oh, this guy lingered on this poster. Exactly, like, oh. exactly. Because I don't actually interact with anything on social media. Like, I never like shit. I never comment. So Top it's literally all based though. on... But see, if you find it like artistic or, or something like very wholesome, then like it and or save it, right? And that will like yeah. really pump up the, the algorithm towards you. I think that's yeah. I think that's the way to approach like social media. Well... I think I think obviously another way is just like take it out of your life. I still think that is the best approach, but I've definitely like like the reason why I actually weaned myself off Twitter is because I've turned it into a very meaningful space where like mm. the entire timeline is just poems, like people posting poems. <laughs> yeah, and so like I don't have the urge to go on Twitter as like a like an instant habit anymore because when I go on there. I can't just like oh for a few seconds look at a poem like you have to be very mindful. It elicits it elicits presence. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I've literally been able to wean Twitter off completely. Like I don't even seek to watch it anymore. Oh, to look at it. The only downside is that YouTube and Instagram I think are much harder to wean off with that method. But Twitter, it is possible. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That that is a, that is an approach. Um. I I recently got Jaden Key to delete her TikTok. 
which was big wow, because that's, a, she, that's an that's a that's almost an achievement <laughs> i'm not gonna lie yeah we we broke it down and in the last three years she has spent 158 straight days on tiktok no holy sleep holy shit yeah 158 of, of like 24 hours yeah 24 hours in the past three years in the past three years holy shit so this is I mean, like, and that's wait. just tiktok like that that doesn't even account for pinterest oh or instagram oh my god yeah when you lay and then in the keep in mind i mean she's asleep for a third of that so it's it's probably so like half year. of her awake time yeah so in the past three years which means in the past year of her awake time she has spent 158 of those which is nearly half of that awake year half yeah. of your life man that puts shit into perspective yeah holy yeah and when, it, and, and when i laid that out for her she got like really disgusted and freaked out and then deleted it um mm. and it's like i think that's okay i think I, it's okay maybe but it's it's hard to see how like a method that is brought upon through guilt and self self-disgust will last you know because mm-hmm. i feel like yeah it was like trying to quit porn and shit is like it's out of self-disgust and that shit just comes back for some reason it doesn't stick like i don't know i mean i, I yeah, wish I, I've, been, I've been yeah yeah but i mean i think it was a good wake-up call i mean like mm-hmm. it did something like and i think you do need to be like i think you do and it, it needs to be brought to attention how much time is spent on it you know and then however you feel after that it it is what it is but you gotta keep that in perspective it is it it literally is consuming your life it's fucking insane Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um we've been down that road yeah yeah we we have we like i don't think there's any road we've walked more than how can we get off social media yeah and i think you know what what's interesting is that i think i actually had this thought on shrooms Mm. where i was like thinking a bit about porn and what it means and i was like at first i was like treating that as the ultimate evil right like man if i just get rid of this my life will be better and then like like a a thought occurred where like wow i was thinking about what it means to like watch porn and and quote unquote orgasm from it and the thought of orgasm itself and how like we seek it even when we feel our most disgusted um, and sometimes we, we we commit to that act of orgasm in a state of disgust too, which then you can also kind of look into as to how that affects you. But you know, I was just thinking about this over and over, like almost to the point of ruminating, which again, I'm, and I'm sure you know now too, like ruminating on any sort of psychedelic substance is very much not effective um, because it digs deep into the rabbit hole. Right, and yeah, I think, and I think, any sort of productive, not not productive, generative way of thinking, feels like flying, right? Versus ruminating feels like you're, you're sinking into the deepest hole of, of thought that has no real destination. I think the, my most generative, sacred, holy thoughts, if I want to put it that way have always felt like I've been flying around kind of the scale of my entire consciousness, right? Mm. Um, but it's ruminating is when I start to, th- you know, kind of teeter on the edge. And the moment I latch onto something, it like, it's like a, I feel like a fish on an inverted ocean, right? Instead of pulling yeah. me to the surface, it pulls me to the depths of the abyss and it's fast. So, um, yeah. And so I was kind of ruminating on that a bit and then i realized like wow like orgasm isn't everything right and then suddenly i just had this kind of picture of everything kind of like zooming out like you know when the audio goes like and it just kind of (laughs) it just all like kind of zooms out in perspective like wow this world has so much to offer besides this and i'm treating it like it's the size of an infinite black hole and i think transcendence is really for me lately the best way to approach the parts of me that i don't like or that i am afraid of or that i feel guilty yeah. of or i'm afraid of i i am just curious though your thoughts on like this this idea 
that like almost reclaiming masturbation has it's been a journey you mm. know mm. it's been embedded in like many religious texts that it's like literally one of the sources of evil mm. and and there's been like a movement to reclaim it and, and just like oh do it guilt free like is like is what you're doing by saying that just like like is masturbation bad really is, is really what i'm saying like and can it be good is it, is it just the way we go about doing it mm-hmm. i think there's a huge difference between masturbation and masturbating to pornography first of all mm. huge difference um shit i have this book called the book of symbols which actually talks about masturbation in different ancient societies i gotta read that again but uh, i think the reason why masturbation I, i've been this is i haven't read too much into this but i have an inkling as to what like i've heard from other conversations and scholarship is that masturbation and the power of the erotic is deeply, deeply empowering. And such, it it poses a threat to the state or poses a threat to institutional power because an individual's sexual freedom and power transcends that of earthly bonds and institutional bondage, right? In a sense, anarchy has its roots in erotic freedom yeah i guess so i guess so it really does it really does i mean that's it's this foundational ethic that institutions were built to suppress our sexual freedom sexuality being of course this ultimate creative generative force remember sexuality from a biological standpoint is literally the font of creation it is how we bring new life into this world there is no more sacred power than that so why in hell is well quite literally why in hell um, is this so banished? It is because through the suppression of sexual freedom, the, the the power to express your creative force bestowed upon you through biological history. We suppress this so that we may extract, so that we may oppress, so that we may govern. Um. And so from that perspective, right, masturbation in its own kind of sacred right as a, as a human expression is something deeply beautiful and deeply anti-state. And one could argue mm. deeply anarchist, anarchist prim even, because it is returning to <laughs> our most deeply sacred powers of creative generative force. But I think... This is where the huge jump is made from masturbation to pornography specifically, mm. which, you know, is something that I think is not necessarily evil, but harmful to the soul. It, it reduces sexuality instead of uplifts it, right? It, for the most part, at least how pornography is. And I think the reason why pornography is so festered with, these kinds of grotesque narratives of, you know, intrafamilial relationships and <laughs> and violence and these sorts of things and and to the Pedi- side borderline of pedophilia, borderline pedophilia, borderline you know domestic violence, borderline sexual assault, all these things, all these kind of like perverse fantasies that that we may live out in our imaginations. Um, it is because it's been relegated. It's because it's been suppressed by, you know, p- popular thought. So that it exists in the dregs of our collective social consciousness, you know, it's it's it, it gets it gets pushed back into the back alley, and in that back alley, having only only feeding on rats and rainwater, it kind of grows into this golem creature that can only really, you know, snarl back at you. And all of us, we choose to go to it and jerk off to it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I see. I see the issue. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. and it's unfortunate because it's something that I, I mean, it's something I do a lot, um, and I have done a lot since yeah. the first time I did it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and I don't. I don't really watch much porn, honestly. But but when I do go down that alleyway, it it is the worst. 
yeah. it is the worst. So you sometimes do engage in masturbation without needing pornography? Yeah, yeah, I did that for a while actually. Oh, okay. Um, and some pe- it seems like it's some people think it seems impossible, um, but I do think it's like when when you rid yourself from pornography for a bit, it it just becomes easier, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. Um, but 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 I think the main issue for me is. I mean, masturbation has become compulsion beyond compulsion. Like it's mm. it's it's probably one of my most persistent addictions, but I just never admit it because it literally has no adverse effects on my life, really. Oh, um, really? or at least not really. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I I just go about my day as normal, and then it it's just sort of part of a routine, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, I've never really seen it as uh, having adverse effects, but I do think it does. I do think I need to be more mindful about it, you know? So, okay, but this is really interesting um, because I think there's Mm. genuine validity in you saying that it doesn't have an adverse effect on your life because if so, that's that's very important to keep in mind because, like, for me, I think it does have adverse effects on me. I think to well, me, I'd like it, to hear them because maybe I can identify with those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've been meaning that I wanted to share about this for a while because I think it honestly has led to a lot of the issues I've had regarding my relationship with Anna. Mm. Because I think, first of all, it 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 leveled me to kind of portray the act of sexual intimacy, especially as a performance, being the most highest form of sexual expression right i mean just the sheer kind of addiction to the 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 form of a woman's body um and and oftentimes in a in a position of it of being like acted out as being taken advantage of like that has like to to train your mind on on those forms of intimacy that leads to deep to leads to a, a deep feeling of orgasm like I can't imagine how that won't be adversely affecting me, right? Like having these deeply perverse and and morally superficial engagements mm. being the kind of whistle that gets me to feel deep a deep dopamine rush and a deep soul giving feeling normally in orgasm. Um and I think that's like it's led me to like see friends and kind of fantasize about um sexual relations with them right and that in turn has led me to like kind of see the grass is greener for my relationship it's like oh you know like i feel like i could be experiencing so much out there mm. not that i'm saying like i'm gonna turn all fuck boy and shit but like oh my no, god i, do, I get like what you're saying i get what you're saying right because yeah. like you, you you see the passion on screen and you're like damn is that something that i can do right because at the end of the day sex is a very complicated act right because it's, it's not all just oh my god deep lustful eyes and and you know perfect feeling of it all but you see that on screen especially the ones that are like produced to to mimic that and yeah. so when that doesn't appear in your own intimate life you think that oh okay well that means something's better out there for me and then that then translates to everything else we're like okay well i don't really feel happy in this regard maybe there's something better for me out there and it's mm. this is so ironic, especially when you start feeling self-confident and especially when you start feeling like you're growing as a person, you you kind of evaluate your own fitness at a different level. You're like, huh, I feel like I could, you know, connect with anyone really. Because um, I think many of the reasons why we maybe stay in a relationship that we don't feel that happy in is because we're afraid that we might not find someone else. Um, and the reason for you being not happy in that relationship could be entirely your fault, but still, right? You don't try and leave because you're afraid that you might not find anyone else, the sense of security. Um, and so when you start feeling very confident in yourself, when you feel like you're getting shit together, you're getting your life back on track or whatever that even could mean, um, you start thinking like, damn, you know, I could, I could go for something better as if, what you have is somehow worse because you've placed it on this, you know, unfair balance of sexual intimacy where the other weight is this kind of highly curated form of sexual intimacy that 
that we jerk off to. Yeah. So in that sense, it definitely has had a very a- adverse effect on me in that I, I see the sexual in all of my platonic friendships um, or even in strangers, right? Um, that being the most ultimate form in which I can connect with someone, that somehow their validation that they can give me is somehow to have sex with me. Mm. Um, and I think that's definitely fed by watching porn and masturbating yeah i think i i think i do agree with you yeah so is it i guess what what is the the way to go about doing this then i don't like really know honestly is it just to not is it to not masturbate because to me that that seems like throwing off a balance. Yeah. Because I don't think it's about not masturbating, right? Because it's... I think any anything that poses... Anything that is censorship that poses as a solution is simply an unnecessary shackle that you think you have to punish yourself with. Mm. I think... I think it's about finding the better story. And in this case, the, bio, the story is so deeply stabbed into the neurochemistry of us with the high dopamine responses of orgasm and that the better you're fighting a very compelling story in pornography and again i think the big difference for me is that i'm trying to find my way of you know being able to express my sexuality through masturbation without pornography without very intoxicating stories that then layer onto my everyday experience of my relationships Right, these these perverse stories, honestly. Yeah. I don't need these stories in my life. I really don't. Masturbation is not a story. It is it is like our breath or the way we eat. It is part of our natural rhythms of of bodily expression. But we could eat junk food and we can breathe bad air. And same thing with masturbation. Yeah. Well, now I'm reevaluating every sexual interaction I've had. Mm. And I do think, um, especially my relationship with Molly. Yeah. I think masturbation definitely had adverse effects on our relationship. And, but, and on but the way, to, like, we loved each other. To clarify, masturbation or masturbation with pornography? With pornography, yeah. Okay. I think that's the main important difference, right? Because I, I don't think we need to pathologize masturbation by itself. Yeah. But what yeah. we do it to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, yeah. so you're, okay, so you, you do see that there might have been some effect. Yeah, I, I do, I do think so. Um, and, and Sophia talked about this as well with me, because, um, mm-hmm. We both related on this uh, on this fact that, like, when we were b- both of us were once addicted to marijuana, and uh, you were addicted to marijuana. Yeah, for like junior year of high school, um, I, I literally couldn't sleep without smoking weed. Wait, huh? I well, wait. I I, I never. I feel like we haven't talked about this no i don't i mean it, it wasn't really like uh it didn't like rule my life or anything it just wasn't oh. a big deal so i don't really talk about it you know sure okay well i mean i think everything <laughs> can be seen as a very genuine deal but anyway i, I guess i get what you mean yeah yeah and and like i I, know, I don't think i want to hear that like marijuana is an addictive thing because it's frankly it is um really? okay I mean, it I, is addictive it is because yeah. because it, it just again it all depends on how you use something and when yeah, you use it yeah, yeah, to exactly. sleep yeah. then there is dependence there and and the moment my mom basically stole my dab pen from me and threw it away without telling me and i had to face sleep without weed oh shit. i was unbelievably anxious unbelievably anxious like i know what it feels like to be an addict like fiending for oh. something yeah i was i was so I ended up not sleeping that night. I was just in bed sweating, like I'm like having real withdrawals essentially. Mm. Um, and then the next day it was gone. But I mean, that's not even the, why I brought it up. I, I brought it up because I used to pair 
marijuana and masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a daily ritual for like a year. Wow, really? Every day? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's was getting high. Yeah. And and Sophia did the same thing. She would masturbate while high every day. And she says, like, literally (laughs) by like a year or two of her relationship with her girlfriend, she was like, I couldn't even like come anymore. Like I just didn't enjoy sex like it just didn't yeah, yeah she would, yeah. she would get excited about it and then like literally two minutes in like the blood would just rush out from her head and she would just be like why am i here like mm. this is boring i have no energy for this damn yeah i think i recognized pretty early on that like masturbating while high was yo that shit that's just on the equivalent of <laughs> a drug no, right. you were you were literally wringing dopamine out of your fucking brain yeah that shit every last like, drop like like I remember I think the one time I decided to do it while really high like even after I finished the video it was like playing perfectly back in my head where I didn't didn't even need the video anymore yeah it's like when a plasma tv screen gets like burnt from leaving on like one picture for too long yeah yeah and oh my god and I think yeah from from then I recognized how dangerous it was and I decided to do it when I was on shrooms you know um partly because i think i was trying to construct a better story that like you know what i would do this while watching quote-unquote ethical porn if that even exists um to like reclaim it but honestly that didn't really work um <laughs> but lately <laughs> i think shot, right? yeah i've had a pretty good streak of not touching although okay i will say though at one point i did discover vr porn um no dude and i just and i and i watched it high holy shit man that that gets you like an out-of-body experience and it is looking back i was i was <laughs> i i was pinching my brain out of every cent of dopamine i had dude, i mean that's just injecting heroin basically. It, is, it is i feel like i yeah yeah it was it was dangerous honestly like i think that was this is the only time i think i truly recognize what it means to have a dangerous interaction with a drug because that shit you reach a point of brain chemistry where you're not supposed to get to i think like genuinely (laughs) yeah like the brain just isn't designed to reach that point yeah no i don't think so (laughs) so anyways yeah that's i'm I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is what really that's when I started feeling the effects for sure with Molly. Oh shit. Um, yeah. And I like wouldn't even like I would engage in sex and then like for like the first three minutes I would be, you know, like catering to her needs. Mm-hmm. Um and then by like minute five I'd be like, This is I'm done and sort of just lay down and get an orgasm and that was it. Mm. You know? And it's like that's just not what sex is supposed to be, in my opinion. Because no, yeah, in that case you're like you're having sex for the sake of the orgasm rather for the sake of being with the other person exactly yeah yeah but since Um, we've experienced orgasm by itself at such a fucking ridiculously high degree that's all we really care about yeah 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 um yeah it's 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 funny we haven't even gotten to like the the intended topic of this podcast although i, I think we're kind of waywardly getting there because i think eventually <laughs> yeah, i was just about to mention that <laughs> yeah yeah but damn yeah. i feel like that to have someone like sophia have be such a open conversational conversationalist about this i think is honestly very beautiful i mean she's the best dude yeah um she's incredible it we had a weird day um and i think one of the issues is like a lot of the stuff we ponder on this podcast is frankly shit that she just doesn't want to talk about. Like, Ooh, like she really, she is, she is like the, her religious trauma is oh, deep fuck. And, and, fuck. and it's new and it's new. It's so new. Like, like I, I didn't, I don't realize how new it is because, you know, I've been moved out for two years. I've had time to heal and have space in between me and the environment I was in, but she's month one of being away from the church and being completely drowned in all of that oh god sophia oh no yeah and just yeah and then so like there's this day where we were both kind of having a bad day and i started talking about like you know god being waves and the oneness of all and all this shit and then i just like looked at her face and she kind of just looked horrified and like she didn't oh, want to talk no. about it. And I was like, I literally stopped and I was like, fuck. Yeah. 
Well, that's, Fuck. that's how I felt when I mentioned God w- with you while we were on LSD. Because the moment I said it, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't want to trigger anything. Um, I was honestly so guilty that entire night. Because I did go through that kind of godly experience. And I came out kind of like smiling and shit, giggling. Be like, yo, I saw God, you know. And, and you were right there. And I think it was after that where you started bad tripping. And for the, long, for the entire night, honestly, I was like, fuck. Uh, that's what did it. You know, um, and it was also just like, man, I was was convinced I was never coming out. Yeah, fuck, man. That's the one thing I should have said before we, because like that, that was also the hallmark of my first trip too, which was like, holy shit, what it like? It became an intrusive thought. At first, I was just enjoying it, and then at one point, just the smallest inkling of that thought came up. It's like, what if I go to sleep and wake up like this? exactly and, and and here's the thing like i'm really good at dealing with intrusive thoughts but then when it happened to your own flesh and fucking blood it's mm. like oh you're fucked boy like mm. like this this happened with someone who's essentially you in, no, in, in so many no. ways and yeah. then so like i was like convinced i was fucked i was yeah. like yep how am i i literally was like how am i gonna get to work like this like i'm gonna have to fucking change things around and like i was thinking about how i was gonna live my life like this yeah Yeah. and here's the thing i think there's a big mystery around psychedelics and bad tripping we actually there was recently a seminar at the med school about bad trips and like how we can interpret that psychologically and they say like bad trips despite them being very like like notorious is a rarer than we think and b like way more easily predictable than we think too um Either from the fact that you are unprepared in general of dealing with the substance, or you're in a very uh, sorry bad trip. Not is just like being oh very like like gen like genuine bad trips are trips that leave you scarred for many many weeks. And I'm not just talking like a slight depression dip a few days later because that's actually pretty common. Not you can kind of in- interpret the depression as something like oh fuck I crashed or like oh I'm quiet for a few days. Mm, See yeah, that? yeah. But I'm talking like bad trips as in th- people needed genuine psychiatric help for weeks on and afterwards and that's like we think what scares a lot of people with psychedelics but yeah they're not knowing actually like why right or like how do those come about and people are just sometimes they have this myth most people have this myth in their minds like oh the slightest like me seeing myself in the mirror will just trigger the deepest fears of my life <laughs> like you know, our brain has a lot and our entire body has a lot more self-preservation than than getting tripped up by our own reflection. No, genuine yeah, bad, yeah. bad trips happen and you see them happening and you're like, I, there is literally no other way I would have predicted this happen because they're like either in a situation that is deeply problematic. So like you're in a dark forest and you decide to fucking take two tabs of LSD or you're with friends and that you're watching like a horror movie or, oh. you know, um, or, or, or like, or in this case that you have a trip sitter Right, who just feeds you the most vile shit of your life, you know, Instagram reels of people getting killed or dogs getting beat up or eaten alive or like, you know, things <laughs> that like so you see that even in your sober self you'd be you'd be like kind of yeah disjointed yeah. for a bit, right? Now to magnify that to the degree of the power that you felt with LSD to, to witness the very atrocities <laughs> of our society. Oh my like, God. You see that and you're like, of course you're fucking bad trip. <laughs> of course yeah. you have deep yeah, psychological yeah, yeah. trauma from it. And that's why I say like, like causing someone a bad trip in that regard should be seen as like physical, on the level of physical assault. Yeah, no, you should. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That is the same like scale of crime. But anyways. Yeah. 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 But it's like, I'm confused. Like, what is it that happened to my brother and like Nathan's brother? And apparently Julius has a family member who also is just like, they tripped and now they are fucked. Right. Like what? Like it is, first of all, like in our situation, it was already pretty kind of messed up. Like we took it at 5 p.m. Horrible time to take it. Um, We were already kind of not in the best of moods slash preparation. Um, we were pretty much in the worst possible scenarios of a good trip which led to some negative i wouldn't call what you went through like a bad trip i don't think it was either no i mean i had like yeah go ahead there was one hour where i was fighting for my life for sure but then the rest of it was sort of just like yeah this is kind of depressing (laughs) yeah but it wasn't like panicking or anything you know right like a genuine bad trip wouldn't want you to like you wouldn't want to touch lsd for the rest of your life right yeah Um, yeah yeah 
So so anyways, um I think I can't say what what your brother exactly went through, but from the fact from the from what you told me about the stories that he what he did to you like when you were high and he like trapped you in thinking that someone was like going to kill you. Oh yeah. Like I can totally imagine like him and his friends decide to take like shrooms, LSD and ecstasy all at once and then get into trouble or or have the police chase after them or you know watch someone injure themselves or something like that and just this deep kind of psychological trauma embedded themselves into them and they leave scarred right and furthermore yeah i just will say because like the rest of my brother's friends they're all normal continuing to go to work and go to school and all this um but like my brother one has autism and two has a bipolar disorder as well and like is, before is, is he started there, taking drugs yeah before he started taking drugs oh, okay yeah so does that is there a correlation there yeah i uh, that one's tough you know obviously i don't know the science at this point so this is all conjecture um because yeah, like, i've heard a lot about this on online yeah like the general risk pre- like, oh if you have pre-existing health conditions yeah exactly and, exactly right but that's still i think contingent upon you having negative like pre-existing mental health conditions and also subjecting yourself to the worst possible size of humanity on the influence of psychoactive drugs right like that's the way you get you don't get triggered by going into like a lush forest and you know smell flowers all day there's no fucking way like even if you are borderline schizophrenic well maybe but like um like that shit just doesn't it it doesn't work like that right um yeah and my brother was like I mean, he literally stopped doing LSD and was doing like tons of DMT and just locking himself in his room and being like, I'm going to get the answers and to just lock himself in his room. Jesus. And, uh, and just, he he literally would tell me like, oh yeah, like saw the earth blow up, like begged God not to do it. Like all this stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there was a mixture of nihilism in that. Like whenever I hear the quotes that you gave me about him. There is revelation, but through nihilism, and that yeah. eats away at your soul, man. Like to reveal, to be revealed of this, of the, tr- the truest nature of the universe that you have ever found, and then to approach it with nihilism, is to destroy the one sacred thing that we are bestowed upon, which is cosmology. You know, is it is the story of our universe. And if you see it, and if you take that sheet of paper and burn it up, you have nothing left. Oh God. And that's sort of what has happened to Sophia her whole life. Yeah. Like, like that is brutal when you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, oh, that's I why I feel so, I know the spiritual violence that is like to yeah. take the most sacred, to take the figure of God, the reason for this universe and to turn him into into a cash cow that whips you and you know you know slaps your face if you're left-handed like god what a what a perversion of beauty what a violent to the soul it's it's i i feel genuine love for sophia partly because i i got to witness her in my most vulnerable state and (laughs) um i feel so much for her sake and i feel so bad too because i also texted her some of my spiritual thoughts and then i mentioned the divine and the oneness and I think that's partly the reason why she hasn't responded to me. Yeah, she mentioned that to me. She's like, oh, she's like, I want to respond to David, but I just can't have a talk like that right now. And I was like, Fuck, yeah, she said that? It. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, I knew it. Okay, yeah, well. Yeah, it is what it is. And it's, I guess at some, I mean, she's just going to have to slowly reframe her relationship, you know? Yeah. Because right now, it's, she, she doesn't want anything to do with it, you know? Yeah, but I also don't think it's like what your brother said. I don't think it's about locking yourself in the room and getting answers. You know, in fact, that's I think that's the opposite way of doing it. Yeah. 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 Um. Shit. Yeah. I'm on shroom still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think I've I've finally have like come down here. Um. And how did it feel when when you were on the peak? Oh, uh, it was amazing. I, I, I I was jumping, there's like this river and, and last time Nathan was just leaving me in the dust, leaving me in the dust. We like to race each other through the forest. And I mean, this dude literally grabs a giant wooden staff and pole vaults across the river to like get ahead of me. Like, (laughs) like he, he is, 
Tarzan. Um, so I went out and I, and I just uh, reattempted some of those stunts and then um, got really burnt out of that, got tired. So I laid down and I just looked up and dude, like if you really look into a redwood, like the bark and you just look all the way up, it looks like a series of faces that are just trapped inside of this thing God and like damn. some of them are like sticking out some of them are like almost all the way out some of them have like these long pinocchio like noses some of them look like they're screaming in agony while others are like in euphoria and then like you take a little bit of shrooms and they're just literally staring back at you and blinking damn yeah this doesn't seem like a small dose <laughs> that's no, wonderful just a psychedelic tree yeah. To begin with. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. And it's like, and, and you think about it, it's like, it's sort of what a redwood is. Like, they are the one of the biggest carbon banks that exist. Like, they are just this even dispersal of life just stored right there. Like, you're literally seeing these souls sort of materialize in their face and all this emotion. And, and all of that is just banked carbon, which is, at the end of the day, life. Damn. You know? Damn, this is this is probably the biggest brain episode we've had so far. This is <laughs> fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, and and just really seeing them like, like it, it they look impossible. They look impossible. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally the same width from the top to the bottom, and they're bending almost like forty five degrees sometimes. Yet they stay completely erect. Hmm. And I'm like, how is that even? How? how it's 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 magic you know and um and so i just i just sat i just laid there for 30 minutes just looking up um and man beautiful it yeah the 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 sad thing is though the persisting thought was like man (laughs) i wish i was just like holding hands with someone right now looking up at this i wish i wish i could just like talk to someone about these thoughts i was having um and and uh, and it's almost when that like I'm telling you that that to me is a thought that comes up every thirty minutes. Fuck. It, it I'm like today I've spent the entire day alone. Um, basically I've just been walking. Mm. Um, and so yeah, when I when I spend an entire day alone, <sighs> I do start to get in my head, um, about being lonely, mm. and then I get mad that I'm in my head about being lonely. Mm. And then it just becomes a cycle of rumination, yeah, you know. Fuck. So it's just <sighs> it's, that's something I would like to go back to therapy for. But like, but I also think like I, I also think it's just who I am, you know. Like, I just long to be with others, and sometimes like, I think there's beauty in that, you know. I think so. I I, I don't care what the other stories are. I think that is the better story. <laughs> but when you sit with others. Here's the important decision I'm trying to make. Are you thinking about the others or an other? What do you mean? Like for you, is the, is a longing more so to share moments in your life with others or more importantly or less importantly with an other? With an other? Yes, right. Like is it is it that you wish and long for and other to share all of these with or just others mm. you know oh, i don't know yeah that's that's the me that's where my soul has caught its hem on the fence like that is what i don't know because right now i do have an other and and i don't think i'm recognizing just how special that is and how much she cares about me and most Mm -hmm. importantly how much she is like me when it comes to these thoughts of this universe but i think the main issue is that i communicate like shit and i'm watching pornography like these are is this is what's not allowing me to see just what a beautiful fucking human being i can call a, a partner right now and I've told this story over and over again about how she has, she we're just not kind of feeling it, and it's the past summer was painful like shit. That is the story I've told over and over and over again, 
to the point where it's like my I've I've accepted that as the story. And so that's like further reinforced this idea that I am in a relationship that is not worth it. And that is simply not true. That is simply not true. And uh, I wish I can show you all the texts that she has been sending me. And recently we've been having issues because, not issues, but like I've been feeling kind of the pressure of communicating every day. Hmm. Not something I don't think I can sustain very well. Um, especially Neither when I'm not, can I. Yeah, especially in a long distance, right? So, you know, we're figuring that out. But she's she's growing with so much grace and I see it in her. But anyways, with this, I've come to recognize how I've been able to find others to love and to love me. And I think my my biggest hurl now of faith is knowing that I can hold both in my soul, right? For the, for a while, I started having this invasive thought. It's like, I don't need an other. I just need others. Hmm. But it's not about like, oh, one can replace the other. One is equivalent to the other. No, each of these is a whole other universe that you get to explore. Every person. I I still need to talk to some religious person and ask them what it means to be in love with one other person. <sighs> yeah, because like, is this, what is this idea? Where did this come from? Right. Like, one why other. why why do I grab one other person and, and decide to to choose them to spend my life with? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Why? I'm, I'm like, like drawing further and further away from that idea, and I don't know why. But but I I still see something beautiful about it. Right. Right, exactly same here. And that's what I'm like seeking shit too. Like I, I just watched Intergalactic last night. Um, it's like this animated with Kid Cudi and stuff, uh, animated movie. And it's like basically this very Hollywood-esque story of like, oh, you'd have someone that you kind of love, you hook up with them, don't really like it. And then your next door neighbor moves in and they're amazing and you guys connect on all levels. You're both artists and you have the most passionate romantic relationship and it ends very well yeah right yeah. this idea that you see them and they're literally glowing with aura that like oh my god this is my person fuck <laughs> that man i hate those narratives that poisons my mind i think yeah 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 i i, I mean i did i did kind of go down that road once <laughs> oh well uh yeah yeah that's a good point um but it definitely didn't end the way i would have liked but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess, I guess they both can be beautiful. Is it okay to say that? Like, why are we putting ourselves in a false dilemma? You know, in between what two things again? Why does it have to be other or others? Yeah, and other or others. Yeah, I, I know that's what I'm trying to get to. Right. That's that's I think is my big hurl of faith. Is, but then okay, but okay. So I'm thinking though, is that like, what if everyone in your life, every other is at the level of an other, right? Like every person in your life, can it be possible that every person in your life that you can love with such deep, pure love, almost to the point of like Jesus Christ and how he has been described to love people, right? Is that everyone is his child. Everyone is his lover in that kind of regard. Is that po- Is that even like, like desirable? Or um, are we limited to a certain degree in our capabilities to only be able to provide that to one other person at a time, and then everyone else is auxiliary? I mean, I I, I think it it depends. Like, it just depends on who you are and like what you're about. Like, I, I know some people who are just like basically asexual, and sort of that's that's kind of their perspective, you know. Mm. Um. But I have a thought about that, first of all, with asexuality. Mm. I'm wondering if it stems more from trauma than anything. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if you can heal everything. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely want to um, <laughs> love somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what is that for me like does it is it like the moments where you feel most happy it's kind of like in that moment it's something intrudes in you saying i wish i had someone else or like what, exactly oh it's wow yeah. it's that you're happy damn that's it's when i'm at my best i'm like oh, i would like to just give this to somebody 
Oh my god. You know? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's painful as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um like I was just thinking, like, wow, if I could have like shared this to you with someone that I was in love with and got in the car together and just like listened to Ravel all the way up and then just like ran through the fucking mountains and just hit the floor at the same time like looked up together i mean i mean that's a we're already into like a whole fucking novel of a false memory but oh man but it it is just a beautiful thought you know and and it's it's not really an unrealistic one either <laughs> it's like what i want to go hiking with someone i'm in love with i don't think it's no yeah too far-fetched <laughs> hmm so, I mean, of course, it's just taking my time, but I mean, it's been, I, I, I can't even remember the last time I felt like tension between me and another person, let alone love. Tension? What do you mean by that? Like, I haven't even, like, you know, you know, the feelings you had with Anna before. Oh, guys, oh that tension. Okay. I thought you meant like negative tension. Okay. No, no. Oh, I see what you Yeah. Oh shit! Like yeah. I haven't even like connected with someone I'm attracted to like on an acquaintance level mm. in months. Mm. I just, yeah. I mean, and it like I guess I, to a certain degree I think you do seek. Like I I don't I don't know how much I buy the story of just like you'll just it'll just like you'll just stumble upon it one day. Yeah, like, that's getting harder and harder. To I think it's I think it's much easier to stumble upon it when you put yourself in the right places to do so. But you I, know, okay. I think it's a balanced situation. I agree. I I agree that it's about putting yourself in the right situations. But I'm beginning more and more to believe, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. Is that you mm. are, you have to create these? This is not. I think I think serendipity has poisoned our narratives of love. In that you meet this person who somehow clicks with you on every fucking level and that every single day is primroses and and yellow daffodils afterwards. Yeah. Um I think we romanticize deeply those first moments of love that are just idyllic, right? But then after that, after that is where I don't know, is where it gets different like like 20 years of marriage after well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even getting going to go there. Um Wait, I need to go find my charger real quick because my computer's about to die. Yeah, go, go, go. Um, no, no, no. But you can still talk because I'm, I'm, I'll have my headphones on. So I don't know what your thoughts on on that of like, because I think with Anna, I've learned deeply that like, shit, man, this is not something that you just like chance up or maybe. And I think that's what I've been like addicted on is the story that like, what if, what if is what what is it what would it be like for me to move on from this and find that person that just clicks on every single fucking level. You know, or as many levels that I can com- comprehend, and it's just in- it's just a universe of love that I that I will, my soul will literally blossom outward from. Like, is that is that is that a healthy thought? I doubt it, right? Or or it maybe I don't know. To think that it can come from another another place, another person, but not just another place, another person, but that there is somewhere out there something that you do not have to work for as much that. There is that person that aligns with you on a spiritual ah. level to so many degrees that that love, as hard as it is, is still somewhat easy to commit to, right? Love is always hard to com- to commit as an act, but if it's with quote unquote the right person, it's not hard to commit to. Hmm. Maybe that's my thought. I've only ever been in a f- one fucking relationship, so. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I. I think that's one of those situations where you kind of just go, maybe, and then go back to living in the moment. <laughs> I, I think that might be too. That, that's just that's just existing in too many false narratives, you know. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Like I don't know. Of course, like I can imagine an entire life where it takes less effort for me to just feel happier and explode forth and just like seize the day every single day. But that's just not. It's just not what's around me. Yeah. So what now then? <laughs> <laughs> so what now? Uh, cherish the ones you love. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. <laughs>
<laughs> Damn I it. Wish. Damn it, I think that's the way. I mean the story's there. It's it's a beautiful one already. It's oh, just like fuck. it's just like delve into that or remain existing in these like these imaginations. Imaginations. Yeah. Um that is Yeah, man. I'm yeah. I'm fucking I'm ready. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start going outside, just no clothes on. Um, whoa, whoa, wait, wait! I think I, I think I think I missed. I think I missed a couple steps there. How did? What's this have to do with complete nudity? <laughs> just to let people know, it's I'm I'm ripe. I'm oh, oh, ripe. <laughs> oh, fucking way! You just said ripe. Oh my god! I'm ripe for the picking. Like, all right, um, I'm I'm ready, y'all. I'm fertile. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. I need to just come into contact with more people and. Yeah, and not out of on a fear. daily basis. Not, yeah, out, of not out of fear. I was actually not meditating by the river, and I was thinking about you. And I was thinking that, like, I think what what I can say best to quote unquote help you on this journey and help me on this journey is to not say that you have to somehow defeat fear. I think, and bro, so I'm almost done with the book. Um, um, oh, of uh, fuck, was Life of Pi? Yeah, There's a yeah. point where I think it it gets really interesting, and it. I really can't explain it beyond the philosophy so that I don't spoil it, but um, thinking about Gandhi, right? He resisted by not resisting. Hmm. And, and, and I think the thing with fear in interactions is that one day, maybe, if this is the approach you take, you'll realize, as I am trying to realize, that the fear isn't that important that you are able to express yourself without that fear. I think we we fear something so much that we begin to rely on it. Yeah. And I think fear and anxiety around meeting people and getting them to like us. I think to a point we see that as bad, but almost to the point where we need it. And and yeah, and I think that's just I think it's not about Okay, seeing that and then somehow trying to defeat it like it's some monster. No, it's a part of you, you know? And I think it's just about eventually maybe one day seeing it as, huh. It's like looking at it as if you saw an apple. Like, huh. Okay. And you resist it by not resisting. And I think that's how my Twitter left my life. Is that I resisted by not resisting I, try, I didn't try to ban it i didn't try to screen limit it away from my life no i just stopped resisting i made a bit more mindful decisions and it just left yeah so i don't know i don't know but i'm i'm personally i think i think the person that you meet to receive the love that you have will be someone a very lucky, and B I think more poised than ever to receive it from you, and with you more poised to know how to cherish it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can yeah, only yeah. yeah go ahead go ahead like I can only feel excitement on your on your behalf and not excitement <laughs> of like in the terms of a bouncy castle, but excitement from the sense that like. It's like it's like knowing that knowing that one day a redwood will one day fall, but in its place so much will grow because of it. Or something like that, right? Like hmm. it's that kind of low ambient excitement. Yeah. No, I I understand that. Yeah. A quiet a quiet excitement. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think I'm in the same spot. Um, but on the topic of fear, yeah, I guess I'm kind of afraid tonight to just like, I don't know, maybe sort of get to the conclusion of this podcast and mm. we can start our nights. It's like, it's Friday. I get very anxious on Friday. Yeah. Um, because I don't really get invited to parties very much anymore, um, given my situation. And yeah. that's what m mostly everyone's doing. So like i guess tonight i fear that i'm gonna be alone in the living room while everyone's out partying mm. you know but it's like what do i do with that yeah 
Well, I'll say I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you a bit of my plan for tonight. I'm contemplating. I might decide to get high and go for a bike ride. It's about five degrees below zero right now. Um, but I'm gonna bundle up very much, and I'm gonna just go for it and see how much I can take before I turn back. I'll listen to <laughs> yeah. Yo, I've been listening to Aphex's selection from Ambient. Holy shit, oh, man! Fuck yeah! Wait, wait. The um, the one with the white cover or the one with the brown cover? Brown cover. Oh, okay. That one's extra, extra oh, okay. Ambient. It's like has like twenty or so songs. It's yeah, like yeah, number three and number eleven and number thirteen are like oh godly. I saw number three is the famous one. Yeah, well, I got to through one through five, and then I skipped down to twenty, and twenty was very nice. The third, I mean, Aphex Twin is fucking dope to listen to while you're high. So, um, <laughs> yeah, or in yeah. any sort of altered state. But um, I plan to do that, and then I plan to print out a piece of article, uh, an article, and I want to mail it to Sister Davida, um, yeah, who I met, and like, because part of what you said, like, remind, like, cherish what you have. Right, cherish the relationships that you have now. I think I am in a state where I always seek for more, seek for new relationships. Because let's be honest, that initial contact of friendship, that initial stage, the kind of firework phase. Oh my god, dude, that shit is. What's well, and I think it's a validation phase as well. Oh yeah, wait, that's a <laughs> wait, that's a great point. Yeah, after yeah. afterwards, it's much less about validation than it is about care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's oh. sort of what Leilani said. She was like, she's like, you're not cool to me anymore, Cal. Like you used to have this oh, like shit. mysterious allure to you. And like every time you reached out to me or complimented me, it would just like send it. Like my brain would just go wild. And now it's like, I just know you. Damn. And like, and I, like I appreciate that. Like, I don't even care that you just called me not cool. Like I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and honestly, that's just, that's just, uh, we talked about it. it it's, it's you seeing things in, in other people that you wish you saw in yourself. Yeah. And then, and then when that person's giving you validation, it, it's as if you're taking that part of them in a way you're being admired by them. Um, which is just not how human interactions go. So there's a fucking balance because it is important to meet new people I think, especially as an anthropologist, obviously it's like kind of in the job title, um, but but there's a balance with this shit, yeah. and and if all you're doing is looking for acquaintances and trying to hold a ginormous web of people you've only met one time in your contact book, like mm -mm -mm. what kind of life is that? No. You know, no, absolutely, yeah. So Damn. and so we just so, got to find that balance. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I think in on a night that you feel quieter when it comes to that sense of adventure of meeting new people, think back to the people you already have, right? Because that's that's what I realized when you said that. I was like, "Fuck, man, I haven't thought about Sister Davina, and I promise that I'll send mail to her." You know, I hope she's doing. I hope she's still alive. You know, I actually have that kind of fear that, like, yeah, fuck, what if she she's passed and I never got to send anything to her? <sighs> and so the people that are in you are in your soul now we forget because we assume that they'll be with us forever or that we assume that they'll always know us the same way as if memory can preserve the thought of anyone forever yeah um but yeah so i think tonight i'm gonna go for a little pensive bike ride come back and really focus on the relationships that i have i think it's a good idea um yeah, I might watch a, a movie. I might go out and get some food and chop it up with some people and then play the piano or some shit. Do you ever call him? <laughs> I'm just curious. Oh, I just texted him today, actually. Because he finally... I used to not... He was off the grid for a while. Okay. He had he has this anxiety about big techs buying on him. Um, but... Recently, he's like, I, I stopped giving a shit about that, and I got an iPhone, and I was like, yay! So I've, been, I've been sending him photos and texting him and occasionally calling him. So hey, there you go, like that, man. I mean, I love those motherfuckers. I just had dinner with them recently, um, and dude, they were like literally telling me where they want me to spread their ashes. Holy shit! Like it's 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 crazy. Like they they love you. Yeah. They love me. Yeah, and it's it's just nice to have that. Yeah. It's the best.
It so. really is. There, there really, you really cannot point to any amount of wealth that can replace that feeling. <laughs> Literally, literally like that that gives you that i i I don't i don't think there's anything else that gives more like security in this world in this world of material (laughs) pursuit that we're all scared that we might leave behind we've already felt the riches and that i don't i cannot think of a more like safe feeling thought than that yeah i mean jeez yeah. Yeah, that shit's on that shit's on material, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I guess it is, yeah. Well, well, let's see where we're at time wise. I haven't even looked at the computer this whole time. I'm assuming over an hour, right? Hour and five. All right. We are consistently yeah. reaching the hour marks. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um when when are you when are you gonna be back in California? You coming shit. home for spring? Well, the thing with spring break is when my parents are actually coming to visit here because we're having like a oh. junior visitation. So I don't think I'll be okay. able to go back. But I think it would have to be the end of semester. Yeah. End of semester. Okay. Yeah, no worries. But I think that's also um, the, around the time where I really want to try and take another tab of LSD because I'm not going to, I'm going to be in China over the summer. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I haven't told you that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where my <laughs> research is. Um, I'm going to be volunteering oh. at this rural hospital on palliative care. Um, but obviously I'm not going to try and smuggle fucking drugs into China. So I, I'll be clean for about three months. But that being said, I kind of want to, you know, have a moment of recollection and take a trip. So I'll be back home for at least a week in Merced. And within that week, obviously, I think it would be nice to, um, take a trip. Ideally, if, if you're also free, we can go to humble oh, area I'll, I'll be free i'll yeah. be free i think yeah if we can go up to an old growth forest yeah, and drink some on. mushroom tea i mean that would be, that'd be the dream yeah. um yeah i got spring spring break actually um because if you weren't coming down then nathan and i are probably gonna go up to uh washington and, and we're gonna look for because there's the dougafers you know about dougafers yeah yeah wait douglas yeah, or douglas furs Douglas furs, but oh, okay. apparently in people in Washington say Doug of fur. Doug of fur. So okay. that's what we call it. Yeah. Um, one of the tallest ones in the world are on his, on, is on his grandpa's property. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it looks so stupid. It's literally got one branch left, essentially. It's just a ginormous wood cylinder that's like 350 feet. It's like those those images of like that those like really old people from Nepal that basically look like a skeleton, but apparently they're yeah. still breathing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, he like Nathan was like, "There's literally probably only enough living material material in that to like fit in your arms. Like you can probably <laughs> like that's probably all that's left in that tree that's alive." <laughs> oh my god! It's just a tiny little stream of water running through the middle of it with some DNA. At this point, it's more like a tree is growing on the carcass of a standing tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. sideways. So, yeah. Yeah, we might actually have to cut it down, which is the reason why we're oh, going there because it's, it's a, yeah. But it would honestly be an honor to yeah. send it, send it to the afterlife. Dude, oh my god! Like, have your own ritual to like send off a Douglafer. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. That'll be so. amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my um, god! Wow, I'm excited for you, man. Jesus. Alrighty. Today was uh, February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Shit, I said it wrong. This is how David and Cal felt yeah, on February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three.